Hi. Hello. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. This is Odd Vice Podcast. And I'm Alex Coe. And I'm Kristen McAtee. And this is a podcast where we just talk about life and love. A lot of love and lately. Death. death sometimes. Literally like once. <laughs> had, has one death this year. Right. But <laughs> I guess, yeah, we had like two grieving episodes. Yeah. Huh. It's just never ending. Am I right? R.I.P. Pour one out for the homies. <laughs> we have no headphones on today because, as you guys know, we are going to have a guest later and we don't have a third set of <laughs> headphones or a third mic. Yeah, so... You've seen some of our guest episodes where we've had Leanna and Bree and Kaya on before. Those have been our only guests. Yeah, and Liza. And Monica. Monica. Right, 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 right. That's literally it, That's though. it. All women. So yeah. this is going to be our first male guest, and we're just going to sit down with him, chop it up. You guys don't know who it is. Uh, did you see the comments on the post? They were like, I swear to God, if it's not Tanner. Yeah, it's not Tanner. It's not Tanner. That's going to be a never- that that i don't even know how that would happen with a ski mask maybe we should we should do we should do an episode let's do it in uh, montana with the boys and have them wear like beanies or something yep i think ski mask is like hot yeah yeah should we do it do you guys want us to have them on they'll do it they'll for sure do it no he's tanner's always like he called actually yesterday when he saw alex post like we're having our first guy da 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 He's like, who's the guy? Like, Feelings hurt, you. right? <laughs> not like, you. He, he wants to be on it so bad. Yeah, I purely bet. for podcasting, like he'd be so good at just. And like, he has like, cutting. he has some standing in this pot. We've talked about oh him literally God. since he has season equity in two. This podcast. Literally, he's emotional equity in our yeah. content. In my life, yeah, <laughs> that too. <laughs> you too. Like yeah. he really has like a hold on. I mean, us. he's here. He's yeah. here. He's no. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, no. He's here for life. Also, my corns are out. So if you're on audio and you have a foot fetish, come on over. Come on over. I actually need to cut my toenails though, so don't zoom in. We started Love Island USA. Ah, I whatever. wish I could snap a finger and get a whole new cast of just the women. Yeah, the men. I'm still like indifferent over. I feel like they're fine. No they're, one's really bugged me yet. Yeah. Some like, of them are duds, but all the, wi- like the women, everyone's tripping. We like, we like Hannah and, and we like KK. Yeah. Third and one. Carmen. Oh, and Carmen. Yeah. yeah. Carmen's like a little. I you can, could tell I she, could like go, could she could get cuckoo if she wants. Yeah. Cuckoo yeah. bananas. But KK and Hannah. Love them. Great gals. Would love to hang. But uh, yeah, it's. They're super jealous. God, UK's and just so much that, better. Yeah. UK's so much better. You're right though. Sorry. It, they're super jealous and. Very like, it was like the fourth day and someone was already crying about like, this is why I can't trust people. And yeah. da, da. is this an American thing? Like what's up with the right. Everyone's crazy super jealousy? Possessive. I don't know what it is, but they're not like this on UK and it's just so much better. I'm just not hooked yet. I yeah. like it. You know why I like it? Just because it's like routine at this point. It's Love Island. And like, we, the challenges and like yeah, we, we're invested in like the everydayness yeah. of it. Yeah. So I don't know. I probably won't put it down. No, yeah. We'll for sure watch the whole thing mm-hmm. to the end and we'll update you every single week. But <laughs> I fucking hate it. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know. I always wonder what UK people think watching about Love US. Island USA. Probably don't. They're probably like, what is this? Did you see their, um, the producers of season four actually filed a lawsuit against 
um, ITV and NBC. Love wow, Island. Wow, they're rolling out a season. There's I a guess. Love, Love oh. Island USA. I don't know if it's specific to the network, so it wouldn't uh, like affect directly the show. Okay, I see. I see. Um, but yeah, they're suing for treating the cast members and <gasps> um, uh, like the production team, the crew members, Whoa. unfairly. Whoa. Yeah. Right now, too, with all this, like, SAG shit. Yeah. What is is happening to the entertainment industry? Shit's coming out. It's, I mean, it's burning to the ground. Yeah. It is. Because it's built on fucking broken dreams and lost souls. Like, it's it's just crumbling. And it's so weird to see. It's, like, an industry that I feel like even a few years ago, if you would have asked me, and this is obviously my perspective coming from somebody not in the industry, I'm like, oh, that's just, like, it's entertainment. Like we don't need that. Like as a society, we don't need it. But I mean, now that I'm an adult, I'm like, it's such a big part of the economy. Yeah. And like, there's so many people that are just beyond just like the actors and like the faces, like you were just saying the production team, like think about how many hundreds of of thousands of jobs just like gone right now. Yeah. Just paused. And like, I think entertainment has always been a part of a big part of culture. Yeah. As far as like, the arts and I mean you look back at like even the the plays that like Greek tragedies and like all of these that yes they are just like entertainment but they're part of history it's it's culture it's a a display of the zeitgeist and something that like on a beautiful sense like there's always something out there for a part of humanity to bond over yep even right now with the fucking Barbie movie like we're all stoked off it like since forever it's like you're saying it's just always been an element of society where like people can just come together and forget about their life and focus on this story on the screen or on the stage or even in their headphones like for music and yep it it is such a big part of life and I hope something big changes some big changes come from this um this sag strike they have to I mean I don't think one's ever gone this long right I don't know I don't know. I was talking to Liza about it a little bit. It's interesting to get her perspective being in the industry and like directly affected by it. Yeah. This is like, this is like really real. Like Mm -hmm. I remember at first when it was some writers, I feel like people thought it was just going to be like quick strike. It'll go down. Yep. It'll fizzle out. Like when like the BART people go on strike. Right. For like a week. And then it doesn't really affect anything. Because you know, they come back. But this people are like, no, I don't. I don't need to come back. Full productions are being stopped. Crazy. Big ones. Wicked. That was stopped. And Barbie movie made it by the skin of their teeth. Right. Um, What else is in production right now? Euphoria. Right. Are we ever going to get that fucking season? Probably not. It's like a cursed season. Yeah. There's been so many things that are stopping it. It reminds me of like. Is it. Do you know if it's like. Is it like halfway filmed? Is it in editing? Like do you know what the status of it is? I have no idea. I think they're still filming it. Mm. I think they're still filming it. I feel like I remember seeing something about Sydney Sweeney talking about. Oh, well, we actually haven't started. We're about to start it. Soon. Yeah. So. Fuck. That's crazy. I got too close of a shave on my legs and it's itchy. I I got too close of a shave and then I put lotion on right away and it's just like my skin's irritated. I shaved like two days ago. Nice. I'm proud of you. That's really big. Sorry, my hands are kind of clammy. You're good. I feel like (laughs) this. Oh, yeah. But see, that's two days. Like it stays, my shit stays soft for 30 minutes. Yeah. And then it starts growing back. It sucks. 
But visually, it's a shaved leg, so I'm with it. Yeah. Like, I don't. And I don't you're care. used to the hair. Do you find that when it's longer, it's actually softer? Yep. Yeah. 100%. Especially my lower legs after doing laser. Like, everything is so much thinner. Right. But, um. I love yeah. when it gets to the point where it, like, actually blows in the wind. Oh, yeah. It's, like, <laughs> stimulating. It feels like chewing My legs gum. are alive. <laughs> what it feels like to chew five gum. <laughs> Wait, it sounded just like him. Yeah. That's good. Okay, a bit of an update for our Patronians. If you are on our Hell Every time here, you say it, it's a different Is word. it? It's Patrons. Patronians are new ones. Patreons. Really? Patronies. <laughs> like, you always, like... You know what I do? Come on, sideways. I just, like, say a word, and it's a shot in the dark whether or not it's right. That's that's me with every word that comes <laughs> out of my fucking mouth. Are you serious? Yeah. Really? It's always just... Like, we were, just a second ago, we were talking about how we're going to introduce our guests. And I just, like, said something, and I was like, honestly, we'll just see what comes out of my mouth when we do it. Right. It's just this and this, two different worlds. Really? Yeah. See, this is so powered by this if you're on audio like, we're, we're talking about we pointed to our heads oh, and our mouths. heads and mouths our brains um my mouth is so powered by my brain that when my brain's not functioning nothing comes out of my mouth right same and that's why i'm always scared of what's going to come out of my mouth oh see not like quite literally nothing comes out of my mouth <laughs> i wish that's what i need i need to shut the fuck up no, <laughs> sometimes i'm worried like i'm a mute <laughs> you, are you ever like alone for a long period of time and you have to be like hey yeah and you have to like say no something i did out that loud. the week that we didn't talk i realized yeah. there was one day where i only talked to link and it was probably like one because i'll walk around and like i talk to link a lot i'll just yeah. be like hey link what's up yeah she just a little baby i just oh, say hey a little leg. Leg kick. i just talked to her and i realized that day i had only said good morning to her and then i'd gone a good eight or nine hours yep. without saying anything. So I was in my room and I went, ha. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll be like, uh -huh. like to make sure like my vocal cords. Still <laughs> They're still working. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, sorry. What are we talking about? Update for my patrons. Oh, right. Um, her, her patrons. <laughs> Just Alex's. Alex is starting her own Patreon. <laughs> little side bet. <laughs> side gig. Side piece. Um, <laughs> okay. If you are on the Helleteer, you know that we have a book club and mm. we fucking hate the book that we're Super reading right book. now. So we're finally finishing it. I finished it. The end is like fucking duh. Don't talk about it yet. What's okay, going on sorry. Book, we'll talk about it on Monday. Um, we're going to have our final uh, book club call for this specific book on Monday. We usually do it at 730. We'll send you guys a link. Um, and then we also do a second Helleteer Zoom call a week now for those of you who don't want to read the book yep. which we totally get so we're going to do that probably on thursday we'll send out links for both of those but a quick reminder for monday's book club call now that we're done with this book we will wrap up our final thoughts but we invite everyone who didn't get a chance to read that book who wants to join now but the next book we are gonna choose our next book on this call right. so bring titles we'll do some research and we'll all collectively choose a book that sounds really, really good to us. We'll even look up some reviews because the last book just sucked dick. Anyway. No, um, yeah. So bring like, I'd say it, at least one title, one to two titles per person. And mm -hmm. then we'll, we'll talk amongst each other and figure out what's what we're up. we're going to read next. Yep. 
And if you don't know, on Patreon, if you're not on that hella tier, we have two other tiers where you get a full other episode a week. So we post a second episode on Fridays where we just talk about what we talked about on Monday with you guys. So you guys send in submissions and we hash those out and like respond. And sometimes we do general advice episodes. So you send whatever you're going through in and we just roast you. We just fucking roast you. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty brutal over there. No, really. It's it's a great community on our Patreon. It. I, I don't know how to explain it, but like the way it, it's the same setup when we mm-hmm. film, but when I know it's a Patreon oh. video, the way I just like relax and yeah. like the shit we say, like it's just a lot more unfiltered and it's a lot more like, and you guys like, no, it's I'm, a lot more current too. I don't know why, because it's like at the end of the day, it is, we don't know your guys' faces a lot of the time. So it's, right. it's hard to distinguish like the groups who listen to Mondays versus Friday episodes, but like, I think I'll say some shit and like, right. I feel like you guys are our friends. So like, no, sometimes I'm like, okay, wait, boundaries. Yeah, like, exactly. That's like reeled in. <laughs> exactly. I think it's cause we talk to you guys on there. Like we're, we're talking yeah. on discord. We're, we're getting entries each week about some really deep shit in your personal so we feel like lives. We know you too. And like, it just, it's a closer knit community that we just absolutely love. So it's always there if you want to join, but if not, we appreciate your support no matter what. Mondays, baby we're all started <laughs> remember when we used to do mondays and thursdays oh yeah it took us like a long time to not call them thursday episodes yeah like i feel like that just broke like a few months ago now they're friday episodes, friday episodes which episodes. is super weird monday and friday maybe we'll switch it up for season four who knows yeah okay so our guest has arrived our guest is here he's right here he's invisible could you imagine <laughs> no, our but- imaginary friend <laughs> that's the hype for this (laughs) honestly i had a lot of imaginary friends growing up so we could do an episode about that i didn't okay my brother did talk about george (laughs) who isn't george like yeah yeah didn't that go to like he had like ages (laughs) yeah he had like like vince had a friend and imagine like george was real george was real he was just invisible yeah but we do need to scoot over Right. So, so me and Christian are going to be real close <laughs> to this episode. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay. There we go. Guys, we, what if we did this every episode? Like this? this is kind of cute. Oh, my hip is going to be rocked. Do you want to like get a that one of those or something? No. That's that Cuz then I'm going to be like You think? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's much better. So this guest We've known um, him for years. We've known him for years. One of a kind man. Mm-hmm. When we, we've had this episode idea for a very long time, but we never really knew like who to get on because obviously at the end of the day, the opinions we're getting are only his. This is one man's opinion. Right. But we wanted someone who we, who we trust, who we know is down to earth and like not a toxic male mindset. He does not have a toxic masculinity bone in his body no and over the past couple years we've really witnessed how he is not only around he's in a seven-year relationship and we've witnessed not only how he is around his significant other but also how he is around his friends who are women and other women in his life and we hold him to a really high regard yep so we felt like he'd be a good person to come on here and give you guys a not toxic perspective right of a male's mind the man of the hour the most down to earth dude there is 
Dev. Hello, hello, hello. How are you guys? Hi. Great to be here. I feel like we have a talk show. Oh yeah, me and Christian are gonna be sharing a mic. So I feel like we're like Siamese twins right now. <laughs> hello. Right. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing good today. Do you want to do a little um intro? Intro. Hello. Um, my name is Devin. As they were saying, seven year relationship. Known these uh. Guys, for a while now, hooligans, hooligans, little hooligans, New York hooligans. Um, we kind of moved at the same time, so that built our relationship up even more as far as becoming friends, acquaintances. Um, and yeah, it's been a great time hanging out with you guys. So, no, he really is the ultimate hype man. Like, yes. I feel like whenever we're out, like. This is the type of guy you could trust to hold your drink. <laughs> I could be I could be the hype man. I can hold the drink. You need me to hold your hair back. You need me to take 13 shots. Let's do it. No in between. He's like the number one yes man. If we're ever like, we need to just go out and have fun. I'll be yeah. like, yeah, I'm there. Yep. Send me the itinerary. Let's go. Let's run it. I got work at 8 a.m. Cool. I'll be home at five. No. Two hours of sleep. That literally on, what's My it? Birthday. Yeah, Alex's yeah. birthday. You went to work at like 7 a.m., but we were out till like 4 or 5. Oh, I didn't sleep. I yeah, didn't sleep stayed, that night. You stayed in Manhattan. Yeah, that was my first week of work. Couldn't yeah, call just out. Just started the job. Just started the job. Couldn't call out. And I was like, you know what? It's Axe's birthday. Let's run it. <laughs> and I'll sleep tomorrow. Love Done it. Deal. You, need, you need a dev in your life. Yeah. yeah. So usually at this point in the podcast, before we get into the topic, we like to start with song of the day and what we're wearing. Okay. So we waited to do it with you because... You also love clothes. So yes, yes. What are you wearing? So today I kept it casual because we have a little beach day later on. So uh, some jorts. <laughs> I have a white button up. Shout out to Kith. Um, and some nice polo socks. Oh, also this white tee is the tee that I got from, uh, well, I didn't get from Bear. But you know how everybody was like, what's the white tee that's in Bear? What is he wearing? Do you guys see oh, oh, Bear? in the show. In the yeah, show. Yeah. We don't watch. Oh. We watch like a couple episodes of the first season. that has watched Bear, everybody's trying to figure out the white tee because it was just cropped and it was structured. The collar wasn't bacon neck. It was amazing. Wrong tee. But it's a very nice tee. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not the tee. Not the tee. Because I got misinformed, but it's a very nice tee. It's a good fitting tee. Yeah. Nice neck collar. Yeah. It feels good. White t-shirts for me though, like I have them for maybe three months and then I feel like they they look like they've gone through the war. They're yeah. so dingy. Especially in the armpits. Right. Wear deodorant. I do, but it, I don't know. I think my sweat is tinted. <laughs> you might have to get that checked. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with your deodorant. For real. Um, I guess we could do what we're wearing. Alex and I are wearing the same shit. Oh, this is new. Oh, wait, can I, there you go. Uh, this is from Abercrombie. It's oh. it's a so we're going to Montana so I'm on like full Montana mode, and it's a big moose, cause you know Montana, um and then I'm wearing just like a pair of plaid shorts boxers. Keeping it light, <laughs> fun. Um, I'm wearing this graphic tee that I got from Topshop a few years ago, and then these navy shorts. They're actually Alex's. Fought me for them. I literally fought her for them. I I had them for a few months and then she took them back for like a year and then I brought them up again and she gave them to me recently for good. So they are now mine. No no take backs. Thank you. Song of the day. Song of the day. Um, on my way up here, uh, I've been listening to Tame Impala. What song? 
uh, I'm gonna be honest, I don't remember the name. <laughs> so all the songs. I can't. I can't. Boom. That one. What is it called? I I can't. I, is it I can? <laughs> Look it up. But I've been in a big alternative kind of well, a little hip hop break. Honestly, any Tame Impala. Oh, breathe deeper. Yes. Song by Little Ye- Little Yachty, and Tame Impala. My song of the day is Overdrive by Post Malone. It's mm. a new newer song. I think he's dropping an album. And I don't know if this is going to be on air, if this is just a single, whatever, but it's really good. It's one of those songs that I've been starting every day with. It's so nice. good. Nice. Is that the song with Noah Kahan? Kahan? I I th- he did drop a song with him. So that's that was what makes me think um, he's dropping an album. But we also saw on TikTok, literally like, 20 minutes after this happened, we live pretty close to Times Square mm. and we saw that he put on like an impromptu show on top of Times Square for everyone for like an hour. And Kristen, Kristen, like we came running in my room with her phone. She was like, Post Malone's literally in Times Square right now and just did a full show. So we missed it. I was going to bring that up. You guys definitely should have done they, Yeah. They built out like a whole billboard for him and it was like a big box hella high up. So he was like safe up there and everyone just imagine hearing that. Like you hear a song. How you think far of like a walk are playing? you guys actually from Times Square? We'll tell you that later. Oh so yeah. People don't know where we live. <laughs> uh, my song of the day is called Someone Like by K. C-A-Y-E. Never heard of him. Him or her. I think him. Yeah. Looks cute. Okay. Cool heart. Okay. Um, Looks like he's got some some listeners and some some bops, but uh, it just came across my feed and it has a good like starter beat. It's a vibe. Go check it out. I'm a big beat guy. Yeah. Like I love a nice beat. Like the intro, if it doesn't catch my attention right there, absolutely. Mm, I don't know. Are you guys beat people or lyric people? Beat. I'm beat. To me, it depends on the artist. Oh, good. Like point. if I'm listening to somebody, let's say like Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. He's recently gotten some really good beats, but I've always known him for his lyrics. The lyrics. But somebody like Tame Impala, that's more of a vibe, a mood right. to the beat. So good for point. me, for me, it's depending on who I'm listening to, what I would listen more of. I know I'll like a song 12 seconds into it. Yep. Yeah. Oftentimes like three or four. Mm-hmm. 100%. And it's usually because of the beat. Yeah. And I like to set up a little Spotify, a little bit on how the transitions are. Right. A good transition can make a playlist. Yes. Isn't isn't there a feature on Spotify where you can blend mm-hmm. yeah. when you go through a playlist so yeah. it like sounds like a continuous album? I need to turn that on. Come <laughs> <laughs> <Become> a DJ. Start <laughs> mixing. Okay, so we're just going to get into questions. We had you guys email us any questions you have regarding the male perspective, and we have so many. So thank you to everybody who sent something in. Uh, we didn't pick any of these beforehand because we want them to just be like an organic read. So I think we should just start. A lot of these uh, subject lines are pretty good. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I know. Here we go. Ooh. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Are. Let's start with this one. Okay. Hey, y'all. Just wanted to start by saying that every time your podcast comes out, it's the highlight of my week. Mm-hmm. I even got my boyfriend enjoying it with me. Keep Love doing that. what you're doing. Love that. My question for the first male podcast is, what are your thoughts about being in a serious relationship, but also having a best friend of the opposite gender? 
My boyfriend and I are very serious, planning on getting married sometime next year, but his best friend is a girl. I've asked if there's any romantic interest in the past, and he said no, and I trust him, but the thought would always run through my head. Would love your advice. Thank you so much. I think personally, it's okay. Yeah. Depending on how long this person was a best friend, how much influence does this best friend have in your life? Mm. Do you trust them more than your family members? To where I think there's a lot of context that goes into it. And then when you speak about that best friend, we talk about flirting. A lot of times people get best friends like, oh, they flirt a lot, this is that. As long as it's harmless flirting with a best friend that you've known for years, I don't see, you know, that being a worry, especially if the trust is there. If you're in a serious relationship and you label it as a serious relationship, that trust should be there enough to have a best friend of the opposite sex. That's a good point. I think a lot of the times we, we bring up having friends of the opposite sex and like having, being in a serious relationship and thinking like flirting is so off the table, but flirting could be so healthy in other forms. And like, as as long as it doesn't cross the line, you and your girlfriend, Sophie, Mm -hmm. have you guys set like specific boundaries and like talked about, um, like what's appropriate in your guys's dynamic? Is that like a conversation that you felt like you've needed to have? Yeah, it's definitely a conversation we've had because we've started off early. So we went from the transition from high school to college to adult life. So there was a lot of boundaries of college life and making friends to getting out of high school, keeping your male friends that you had through high school to the adult life of what does that look like now? So the boundaries is kind of there is if it's harmless, then it's fine. And as far as like without friends, like harmless flirting with a bartender or harmless flirting with a guy at a, you know, a bar or a club or, you know, you guys go out as girls, you dance here and there. As long as there's nothing attached to that flirting, then it's okay. I think where it gets a little iffy is when it's constant calls, constant messages where that best friend becomes more of a, you know, a shoulder to lean on like than the, your significant other. The balance of attention, it seems exactly. like, is the difference. Yeah. Where do you draw the line with flirting? Like, we talk about this a lot in the podcast where relationship or not, flirting is part of humanity. It's right. some, the human attraction. It's right. going to be something that always happens, at least in your relationship, or in, even if you can pick up from anything your boys have told you. Like, where does that line cross of, like, uh, too much or... um. I don't know, like what's the intention behind it? Just speak on that a little bit. I think it's like a very, very fine line because it can go from this person texts every day and it's flirting through text where it's now once you guys see each other, I think the fine line is when it comes to is that flirting now becoming too much to where you ignore your significant other or that attention span. So it's like hanging out every single day with your opposite, you know, best friend to not hang out every day if that makes sense in a thing i don't think that it's hard to say what exactly is on that fine line i'm sure it just depends on the person like for me for my experience for for us we don't really have you know super super best friends that we've known since childhood of the opposite sex so our fine line is kind of like any physical touch Right. Because like with us, we don't text every day. We're friends. We right. see each other. We're going to have fun. What does that physical touch now look like? Right. Is now like you guys are getting too close at a club or a bar? Are you going over to that person's house and sitting a little close on the couch? Right. What does that kind of look like? So 
I think, again, from my experience, it's going to be more of that awkward physical touch. Like, oh, you're standing a little close to this person for too long. Right. Like, yeah, don't touch my hand anymore. Right. So is this something like you guys have actually sat and really come to as far as communicating that physical touch standard? Or is this something you, that we I don't think we really are? had a stand. I mean, we had a standard as far as like harmless flirting. Like if she went out with you guys and she danced with somebody, you guys are having fun. Yeah. Right? There's nothing I can do, but you guys are at a bar. Or if she made a friend from a guy and it's harmless texting and she it's communicated about that texting. That's harmless. I think we kind of gradually went to the focal point of it never can leave that. Right. It can never go past more physical touch or you need to be verbal about what you're feeling uncomfortable about. We're very to the T of I feel uncomfortable about this or I feel uncomfortable about that to where we can change it pretty quick. But I've seen in like other relationships with my friends where there's like kind of no boundary to where their fine lines kind of different where they have obviously says best friends and they're like cuddling and I'm like, Uh, could you imagine? There's no way. (laughs) (laughs) See the thing, the thing with the best friend situation, I I think it just looks different for everybody. I'm sure that's going to be the conclusion of a lot of these answers. Again, these are only three opinions you're getting on this podcast, but my opinion of that is like, I've had two relationships where they were my best friend first and now we went romantic. Right. Think about my, like, my, my first relationship and my relationship right now, right. Like we were best friends for years and, and it really was platonic for several of those years. And then it was like, oh, wait, I like you. Yeah. I've been flirting a lot. <laughs> exactly. Like it turns yeah. into that. So that's always kind of a, a side of the pers- perspective I think about. Cause I hear both all the time. And I guess at the end of the day, it really just depends on you and your person, but it can go both ways. Oh, hundred percent. And like with my relationship, we weren't best friends. Um, we became it, best friends. It was romantic. From it the was job. romantic from the get go of, you know, your storybook, little high school hit you up on social media. Right. Hey, let's go on dates. And now we're here. So it's like, we slowly became each other's best friend to the point where that flirting was never with another friend. Right. And it sounds like, I mean, it all lands with like where the intention lies. And then, like you said earlier, as soon as that changes, that's when it's like, uh-uh, let's rethink yes. this yeah. and like, let's have a conversation about right. this. Yeah, we'd, uh, we can kind of bring it to attention pretty quick about what right. we're feeling and what's going on to where, again, it's, it's, you know, that random harmless flirting that you're not too crazy about. Like, uh, I don't really like you're doing it, but it's never going to make or break something. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's all about like the confidence in the relationship too. 100%, 100%, yeah. Confidence, trust, and how much, you know, you guys already set your boundaries. Right. And you're becoming, I think becoming somebody's best friend, it's a different type of comfort when you're at home. You're not really looking for other best friends or other friends or other attention. Right. From, you know, our relationship to where I think sometimes in, when you already have a male best friend and you go into a relationship now you're kind of splitting that attention. Yeah. You know, you feel that awkward moment. So, good point. I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're all friends. Okay, next one. The title of this is Nearly Seven Years and He's Scared of Commitment. Oh. Hi, before I get into this, I'd like to stay anonymous, please. You got it. <laughs> My boyfriend and I have been together nearly seven years and have lived together four of those seven. What really got me thinking about our relationship was the fact that he bought a house and didn't think to include me in the purchase. 
Hmm. That got me thinking he isn't interested in staying with me forever, which is when we had our first serious talk. I explained I want to get married and have babies within the next five years. He hit me back with he feels like marriage is is just a paper and he feels he hasn't accomplished enough to get married yet. The thing he feels like he needs to accomplish before getting married are learning how to play guitar, piano, or different computer programs. Like, all caps, like what? (laughs) Those are things that could be done anytime. I express this. That's when he said, well, if you want to get married, let's do it. Okay. I let him know I want him, I want him to want marriage and not do it because I want it. We left it at that. Fast forward a whole year and we're having the same talk. I kept asking him what's keeping him from doing it, what he's scared of, what does he want out of this? That's when he admitted that he's scared of commitment and feels it would be hard to separate down the road if it came to it. I don't know why he has commitment issues when he's surrounded by loving parents and other relationships that are full of love. Part of me is so scared to, to stay in this relationship after five years and realize I'm 30 having to start over again. I would love for our male guest to, I love how you said our male guest, our male guest to give him his thoughts on his tough, on this tough situation. Should I stay around hoping my boyfriend will figure out what he wants? Are there things I should be doing? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Sorry, this was so long. Love you girls so much. That was a good one. Like it had a lot of context into it. Well, let's get into it. I think from what I heard and kind of picked up on, is this person is scared of, I think more or less not the commitment because you've already been down the road of seven years, mm. but more or less the change Oh, to where this person could feel, you know, scared to change for many reasons of he wants to do more with his life before going down the road of marriage and family and kids. Um, and I think that becomes an issue sometimes later down down the road of a seven-year relationship because now you hear something that is long-term and all your short-term goals seem impossible to now, you know, yeah. accomplish. What came to my head, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. when, when she was saying how he, uh, like, I don't know why he's afraid of commitment, he's, he has loving parents and, like, around loving relationships – I think to me, this is a self-esteem thing. Oh, it's yeah. like, it could be maybe like lack of faith in mm-hmm. himself mm-hmm. or like, I don't know. Am I reading that right? Like in a sense, there like- could be, there could be deeper things that go into a little bit of a context of, I'm not kind of trustworthy of going down the road of what my family did. You know, even if you had a really good relationship with your family, a really good upbringing, you may want something different because you don't want to follow in your family's footsteps or, fam- right. you know, whether it was bad, vice versa. Right. To where it could be, again, like you said, uh, self-esteem where my parents did so good at this, I don't know if I can do the same Live thing. Live up to it. Exactly. To where the person that, you know, gave us that question and wants a little bit of advice is he doesn't want to feel that she expects something that he can't provide because she sees ah. it from his family. That could be another thing. Interesting. Mm. And then let's talk a little bit about the hobbies. Right, the hobbies. The hobbies could tech to guitar. I think that's a bigger talk. Like, what do you want? I think. I think those are cop out excuses to delay the conversation. Like, you want to pick up guitar? 
what does that have to do with getting married? I'm sorry. Like, does he play any other instrument? <laughs> right. Like, where did this guitar? Is the is the is like musicality when? coming out of nowhere? I don't know. That's a, that's a <laughs> tough one. And what also brought like to my attention too, when it comes to web games or wanting to be computer computer program computer programmer programmer programmer, <laughs> programmer um, is that. Is he now want a career change? Is this just deeper things right. he's not telling his partner? Right. Of this marriage. Good point. Does he want to be a musician? No. Does he want to go work in Silicon Valley? Who knows? I don't know about that one. And I know this is kind of hard to like come from us, but do you think that she should expect this to change from him? Or do you think this is something that like men could, I don't know, like grow out of? Or do you think that one day he might be in quotes ready or is this more of like a characteristic of his where he might not ever see marriage in the way that she does personally i don't think he'll probably ever see marriage the way that she does that doesn't mean that marriage is off the table off the table but at the end of the day i think it becomes to more serious talks mm -hmm. let's look at the facts that are there he's now saying let's get married but he does he really want to get married probably not the way that she answered that he wants to do X, Y, and Z before marriage. Okay, then now does she kind of go, okay, you can do one thing if we still talk about marriage and talk about family, talk about kids. I think the biggest thing is giving that person personal space. Okay, you're feeling this way a little bit, but we still feel this way. How can we now bring this all together, work it together, and do the things that we want to do? Compromise. I don't think this guy doesn't want to get married. I didn't really get that from that answer. It's just there's other things in his mind that is going around in his life to where he's just not physically ready right now. I mean, seven years, I've been in a seven year relationship. Age is a little bit different here. But at the end of the day, we all have problems to work out. It's just how honest is that person about their problems that they want to work out? Like communicating the real reasons versus these cop out reasons that are you're trying to like delay the conversation that dude the qatar like that's hard don't uh gaslight yourself you're seeing it for what it is those are 100%. silly reasons in our opinion so yeah um on the marriage note i want to bring up have you heard the taxi theory in no, men i have not so it's this theory a lot of women talk about oh it's this whole thing sex. I, so i looked it up okay. with this with this episode it's a theory from sex in the city okay um it's the theory that Men are taxi cabs and when their light is off, that's when they're like dating and okay. um, they're not ready for a big commitment. They're not ready for marriage and they're just like kind of running through the, the taxi line, if you will. Okay. Um, but as soon as their light is on and they're ready for commitment, the first person who jumps in the cab, who's also ready for commitment, that's who they end up marrying. So they kind of just like wait till they're ready to get it's not about right person right time it's just about when it's right for him interesting it's like a almost like the next convenient thing the second that you're ready as an individual before you answer this question obviously i know this you're already in relationships so uh -huh. this, this could be a different type of answer but maybe try and channel what like you've learned from your boys too okay. like we really have been wanting a male perspective yeah, 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 of yeah. this taxi theory okay like knowing men and knowing your species do you think this could be real 100%. Fuck. Oh. 100%. And I tell you the I reason why. That. I don't know how far it goes. I'm going to the perspective of my age and my friend group and what I've seen. Yeah. 
I'm going to take it in perspective of when men graduate college and get to that adult life. If they don't feel that they have done the things they want to do and see the girls they want to see and explore what they want to explore, they're going to wait until they're ready to find the person that they want. They could go out on dates, tons of dates, and find a girlfriend with in between, but if they still feel like they're missing an opportunity because their other boys are doing it. It's an influence thing, I think. If their other boys are doing it, they're going to want to do it too. To where, and it all goes back to friendship also. How much influence does that person and support that relationship? You know, a lot of times my friends really support my relationship. So I never really have the feeling of doing what they want to do. Right. But a personal experience of mine was this person, quote unquote, said, I want to get everything out of my system before I get married. Wow. So that's the taxi theory of there of when he's ready. What's in the system? What does that mean? partying multiple girls seeing what's out there seeing what he likes do you feel men can get stuck in this like grass is greener mentality though i feel like to a point of or is it really something they need to deplete and like get out of their system i hmm that's a tough one because i see it in two ways it can stay in their system because once they they think they got it out of their system they're gonna miss it mm. i miss the the, the flirtation. I miss the game of trying to get this girl play hard, play that. And then, but I do think to the person I was speaking about, quote unquote, he's now in a healthy relationship. But again, it goes back to your theory. He did it when he wanted to. Yeah. And do you think it really is a light switch that goes off where they like wake up one day and they're like, I'm ready for love? Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think because it goes back to your life. Where are my friends at? Where are my peers at? Where's everybody else at? It's all about comparison. It's all about comparison, especially with social media. What are the people in their mid twenties doing? That's so primal too. Yeah. On some male shit, like what every other male's doing in the tribe and like what's <laughs> literally, that's it so is. It's primal. So, it's so true. It's so true. It's okay. If this guy's doing this, let me hop on this train, see if it works or see if I might oh, like it. That's yeah. so interesting. Cause I feel like generally, women are a lot more okay with just doing what they want to do as individuals. Mm -hmm. Whereas like that pack mentality in men is so real. And it's different to see on a perspective of outside. Cause my friends aren't really like that. Like we don't really, if my friend's doing this, we've, we've told him like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. You do this, you do that. We've, you, you know, have kept, very independent lives. Exactly. And we also keep each other accountable about what we do and the right and wrongs. And we've always been there to support, but I've seen other relationships of friends where, they have to follow in everybody's oh, who's yeah. the leader of the pack and then yes, what, we see what it all steps the time. are we following? Where, women, where are we going? We see it all the time. And it's crazy how this taxi theory, if it's like in fact true, how it directly affects women, a woman's date a woman's dating life. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like mm -hmm. how like a woman's self-esteem, where they see themselves in relationships, yeah. like everything is at the mercy of a man. 100%. That's Crazy. 100%. 100%. And I think it goes back to how long is that light going to stay on when they're dating or stay off? What was it? Stay, the, off. stay off. Yeah. Yeah. Stay off when they're dating. It, right. And does like, it come back on why they're dating? It probably does. And I guess part B of that question, like how do men navigate the temptation while in a relationship? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. I think it comes back. Let's speak long-term. Um, here is finding your spark, finding that spark again in a long-term relationship oh, to be able point. to not 
have temptation to do other things. That's the biggest thing. Is there ways that you, I mean, you've been in a seven year relationship mm-hmm. and if you're comfortable, have you ever lost the spark and had to refine Recently, it? Recently when we moved, because ah. we've noticed that when we did long-term and before that, it was always kind of- Long distance. Long distance, sorry. Yes. Long distance. And then before that long distance, it was always, we never lived together. This is our first year living together. So it was always kind of this- surprise like oh come stay with me this sleepover feeling pack a bag i'm at a boy's house i'm at a girl's house there were little things that brought that spark right so when we lived together we were like we see each other every single day what are we gonna do so where we recently had to have that spark talk okay what do we do so now the biggest thing about long term and long distance is love language finding your love language is it physical touch is it appreciation is it acknowledgement is it little love letters like one thing for example is uh, she loves little uh, fingers. Like, you know, those little hands you put <laughs> the on the hands of the fingers? fingers? She loves those. So it's like getting those or like weird things like a box of fake tongues and stuff like that. <laughs> That's so, so it's cute like that. you That's get like- her that over jewelry, a pair of shoes, that may touch her heart a little bit more. That's like... The epitome of like the tiny, the small things matter. And if you, that's so niche Yeah. when you're, you're in a long-term relationship and you find something like that, that you know is going to make your significant other smile. Like that's so important. And it sounds so silly. Like we're talking about like little fingers, but it's so important. To where I guess go back to the seven year relationship, speaking about marriage, maybe it's a spark issue. Yeah. What are you guys yep. doing to feel like you guys want each other again? You know, going out of their way to do a little something extra that day or that month, you know, go on, you know, I've heard a a little dating game where it's like the ABC of Mm -hmm. dates Mm -hmm. where you do A means something, B something, C something to where just bringing it back, you know, and that could be what's going on with them. He feels like nothing may be there in the relationship to where he needs to now put his focus back on the relationship instead of guitar lessons. Right. right. <laughs> I think it's it's just so refreshing to hear this perspective because I I feel like generally um men are like oh I should, you always hear like oh I shouldn't we shouldn't have to work. Love shouldn't have to be work. No. But it is. And it's it, a full-time job. It's a full-time job right. and it's nice to hear that you don't get discouraged when yeah. you have to have those moments of like Oh shit, we actually need to respark something here because at least in my past relationships when, mm-hmm. when we've had those moments, it's turned into our downfall because right. in my head like I'm like, yeah, like let's work on it, but right. in their head they're like, why why do we have to work on it? That means it's not real. That means it's we're not having love and it's like, no, it's just we just need to take the car to the shop and get a little tune-up. I like, think it becomes too as important of who doesn't feel the spark cuz your partner could feel a spark, but your other partner doesn't. So you have to now realize that person may be doing a little bit more. So I always kind of look at the relationship of like, at the time, depending on where you guys are in your life, who can give a little bit extra in that relationship? You know, she gives 60, I give 40 because I have this in my life. Vice versa. To where, you know, I cook, I'm a chef. I love to cook. So I'm responsible for meals. If we don't make that meal, I'm gonna have a sad night. <laughs> we ain't eating. We ain't eating top ramen in the bowl, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I take that responsibility and she may take the responsibility of, you know, her love language is physical touch, mm-hmm. you know, coming up and giving a hug here and there because she knows I'm, you know, busy cooking or whatever, stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's the balance of it. Yeah, 100%. I feel that big time the, the way relationships aren't always 50-50, like, I noticed that with my relationship with Tanner, like when I'm, when I'm going through 
a hard time mentally. Like he knows he's going to have to pick up a little mm-hmm. bit more. And mm-hmm. then like right now he's going through some really personal shit and like mm-hmm. I'm picking up more mm-hmm. slack on my end and there's nothing wrong with that. I just, no. it's so nice to hear a male's perspective from it too. And I'm, I just hope there's men listening to this episode men, right now, like taking your advice. Awareness. <laughs> Remember that word awareness. Cause if you're not aware of what your girl's going through, your relationship's going to be on a downfall. That part. Oh my gosh. Hey. Guys, Link loves Dev so much. Mm. I love Link. Okay. But I got to take Zyrtec. <laughs> right. Next one. You ready? Ready. Go. Shoot. Subject line reads, male perspective, intimacy in medium or long distance relationships. Hmm. Hello. Medium distance. Medium. Medium I know distance. what's that. <laughs> Drivable. There. That's actually a good point. Hello, girlies and guy. <laughs> I have been in a medium long distance relationship about a four hour drive. You're right. That's what it is. <laughs> With a man for a little over a year now. From the male perspective, how can you maintain intimacy with your partner from a distance? Aside from the obvious sending scandy pics, hee hee, I'm talking emotional and sexual intimacy and just feeling that level of overall closeness to your partner. My boyfriend and I have been together for about three years and intimacy has never been something we struggled until about six months into doing long distance. Thankfully, I'll be graduating nursing school in nine months, but that means we will have to continue doing long distance for a hot minute. So send all male and female perspective advice, please. And thank you. Y'all are the best for real, for real. Love, Jamie. That was a good one. I like medium distance. Yeah, I I like that. Four hour drive. Okay, let's get into it. I think... What we did and what we had to do is take- Do you want to let them know how oh. long you were in long distance for? Yes. Yes. So we did long distance for a year. Um, I lived in California. She lived in New York. So 3,000 miles away. Um, so the only way to get there is by flight. We probably saw each other once a month, twice a month, if we were lucky, whether she came down to me or I went to her. Um, When she did come visit me, it was, you know, she worked remote and it was fun. What we did with intimacy, because it was way harder of a weekend drive or this, this and that was we took sex away from intimacy. What now do we bring into intimacy of, you know, that speaks to your love language, right? So we go back to what we talked about earlier of the little gestures and awareness, you know, sending flowers, good, good morning texts. Um, just knowing that they're still there for you. Cause at the end of the day, a four hour drive, two hour drive, a flight, when you guys see each other, that intimate moment is going to happen. That spark's going to be there. It's just more or less without sending photos, sexy photos. Um, what do you send that person then? And I think, again, you just have to take the word and the idea of sex out of intimacy. Right. That's a good point. Finding other ways to to have intimacy without the physical act of sex. Yes. Yeah. That's that's what Tanner and I have always had, which is so Good. interesting cuz like we've we've never been yeah. in the same zip code. We've always had this like long distance mentality. So, you nailed it on the head taking the the physical part out of it. That it's a plus. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like once we're together, like it's great. <laughs> but like until then, the words of affirmation, the flowers is a big one. I, I love mm-hmm. when he sends me flowers. I, the Just the good morning text and like checking in throughout the day, mm-hmm. checking where you're both at emotionally. That really does give, at least for me, it really does give the same fulfillment. 
Yeah. And I've, it's finding that routine of little gestures or yes. when you guys do see each other, you make it a big moment so that you're always anticipating that moment. Yes. Right. And now that could hurt it because if they don't have a big moment, then they'll be like, like, what? You hyped it. You yeah. hyped him. This was horrible. Yeah. Um, but again, that routine of one thing I do is at 930, my girlfriend always gets a girlfriend. Sophie gets always gets a good morning text. So it's like, boom, 930 hits. Good morning. Yeah. Or, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Or I'll FaceTime her because I know that she's done getting ready. Yeah. She's making her coffee, whatever it may be. And then, boom, that good morning text comes. So yeah. the same thing of how do you feel that intimacy, sending stuff to each other, making a surprise. Like, you know, you could always trick that person. Um, be a like, little surprise. Be like, little surprise. Hey, I can't make it down. Yep. Boom, I'm here. That's, that's so. my shit. I love a good surprise. <laughs> um, one thing that... I've always like found super admirable about you two is mm -hmm. you guys live together, but you sleep in different beds. Yes. Okay. Do I would like to expand about on that. that? Yeah. And like how that's helped your relationship. Yes. So my girlfriend, Sophie is all about her space. She needs to have her space, her little timeout zone, whatever, whatever it needs. So we agreed that we would find a two bedroom, you know, one bath, whatever, two bedrooms so that we could have our own space. And honestly, it's helped our relationship a lot because if we ever have a moment of fighting or if we ever have a moment of, I don't want to deal with you, or even a moment of, I need to be by myself because I'm working on something or I'm going through something that I just don't want to share. We have our own space to be able to feel okay. And, and I, you respect it. And we respect it. Like, for example, she's really kind of weird when, she's prepping for like a presentation. Mm. She'll go in her room, lock the door and practice. And I'm like, okay, Aww. have fun. Do what you gotta do. And then also too, it's a space of she's okay. She's way cleaner than me. I'm ah, low. That's huge. So my room, you know, I got to clean every week. Hers is bed made she's in the Virgo. morning. Right. Virgo, Virgo, for sure. You know, laundry and a nice hamper, this, this and that blankets have to be nice on the couch and stuff like that. So I think that's also helped our relationship to where I think if that person is really clean and the other person's not, that can also make or break a relationship. Yeah, good point. I could see that being so, a thing. Before moving in together, that's a good chat to have. Yes. Cleanliness. Cleanliness. On that same token, but a little lighter lighter note, this one's called Spank Folder. Whoa. Confirm or deny, question mark, question mark, question mark. Most men keep sexual footage slash photos of past partners, serious and shallow partners. In your opinion, does it ever become disrespectful or is it purely private and no one else's business? I think there's a huge different difference when it's porn versus someone that was or is actually tangible. Kristen and Alex, can you guys give your take on it as well? I enjoyed watching y'all so, so much and only wish you two the best in everything. Caro or Caro, Caro, Caro cute delete those pictures oh past partners delete those pictures delete what? i would love oh! what no i oh. just I'm, oh, oh, oh. i i wasn't expecting that so okay yeah del <laughs> delete delete the photo like if it's just past partner there's no need to, no have, need to those. have it like you can if you want a photo get a photo of you guys smiling if you want to put a remembrance but you don't need a you know a yeah. nude to be like Oh, right. I remember and then this to go girl. back to, to it. To go back to it. Crazy. If you want to make a list of all the partners you've been with, if you want to remember, you know, guys have that. And that's fine. I think it's like the honesty is there, but no need to have other nudes of other girls. Mm -hmm. No way. There's actually and even with like porn, porn can make or break a relationship. Like in yeah, our how do you feel about that? So in our relationship, I don't really I don't ever watch porn. Yeah. 
Yeah, because so, uh, Sophie is kind of like, that's like, why are you watching another girl? Why yeah. are you, you know, pleasuring yourself to another girl or yeah. to another act or whatever it may be? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's different in every relationship. Yep, it's just I whatever, support, like, if you, you guys, whatever you guys communicate, 100%, that's your relationship. Yep. Um, but in mine personally, no need to have needs from other guys, no. or girls, whatever people, it may be. The You said it perfectly, like, people who were tangible or still might be that that's a whole other type of intention when you're like pleasuring yourself like mentally and physically to someone who like you could just call up in that moment that height of that moment it that i would draw the line there personally that's, yeah that's a little 100%, much 100%. regardless i think it comes to the point too when you start pleasuring yourself to that person then you try to do a sexual act with your partner and you think of that and you person, think of that person mm-mm. your part you you <laughs> you guys aren't gonna be together for long <laughs> Okay, I saw a TikTok of two guys on a podcast ask this question about women, and I thought this was perfect for today. What is a guy thinking about when he's trying not to come? <laughs> I, I, I think so. There's, there's, I, <laughs> no, no, no. Answer there's, the question. I have mo- no, I have multiple things because <laughs> it's like you want to be like, there's times in the moment you're like, she's feeling, she's in the mood, and then you get this little like feeling you're like oh shit here it comes back away back away back Back away away, back away (laughs) and there's a couple things okay so if the window's open i'm looking at the trees 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 (laughs) but you have to stay in the moment like whatever you're doing you have to multitask Uh. right whether it's like you know touching another body part of that person or doing another sexual act on that person, I may still be thinking about trees <laughs> at the time because I don't so want listening to this right now. She's like, what? <laughs> because I don't want to do, you know, I don't want to come too fast. Right. Or there's this painting in our house and it's a little jalapeno. <laughs> and I go, and I go, and he has a sombrero on, and I look at it and I go, Sombrero, that's oh, that's a nice jalapeno right there. That's that's a nice jalapeno. <laughs> so hundred if a guy says that he doesn't think of things. Yeah. That's a lie. That's a lie. It has to That's be a lie. That's so funny. You know what? I asked my boyfriend this last night and he said the same thing. He yeah. said, I look out the window. Yeah, you have to. You have to like <laughs> take your eyes or you have to like, there's been certain times where we're having sex and it's just feeling way too. I'm like, whoa, I'm, I'm hitting a spot <laughs> chill, right chill. now. Chill, 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 chill. So it's like you adjust a little bit or you switch it up a little bit. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Relax. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It happens to people. It happens to guys. But- I think everybody, every guy in thinks about that. And I think every girl does wonder because yeah. I've known Sophie has definitely caught me probably looking outside at the trees <laughs> and like, what is he looking at right now? Like, hey, what? focus up um, <laughs> here. Eye contact. So it's a good thing. Or or sometimes, too, I'll close my eyes and like think of like a past like TV show. <laughs> like we were like we're uh, we watched the bear. So I was like thinking of like foods. <laughs> Chicken piccata, yes, chef. All these other things, yes, chef. Where it, 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 you have to get creative because there's right. some things after a while that just don't work. Yeah. Like at trees, nah, it's not working anymore. <laughs> I can, You're starting to think that tree's sexy. <laughs> That's a nice pine cone right there. Whoa, look at the oak on that bad boy. That's good. <laughs> Lily, make that a highlight, please. Yes, please. Okay, so we, we prepped you a little bit for this episode, and we mm-hmm. mentioned red flags. Can you yes. just, like, rapid fire some red flags of yes. women, in your opinion? Bad to service people. 
That's oh, a yeah. bad to service people. Yeah. Red flag. That should be, um, that's every, like, man or woman, that's every person. Mm-hmm. If you're shitty to service people, I think going, rocks. I think a big fl- red flag that's probably noticed later on that I, is a big red flag for me is attention. And what I mean by that is when you take them to the friend group and all the attention still has to be on them, oh. red flag. Red flag. They can never be part of that friend group because they're always going to expect the same attention you gave them before the friend group. Yep. To where if they can't intertwine a little bit, red yep. flag. Yep. Um, another one of of mine that is kind of weird, bad feet. If you don't take care of your feet, it's 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 bad. Yeah. Like your feet stink. You got Ooh. bad toenails. Like you take all those socks, red flag. If you don't take care of your dogs that <laughs> get you from point A to point B. It's bad. And stinky feet can clear out a room. Right. Clear out a room. <laughs> um, another red flag. Um, going to the beach and doesn't like to get in the water. Yeah. So we have oh. this word. So have you guys heard of dunka? Oh, you guys are going to learn today. Oh, no. Dunka. No. no dunka. One of my favorite things. The water. You're green not flag. The water. Whoop. <laughs> green flag is my girlfriend is like a little puppy. Sophie's like a little puppy when we get to the beach. We'll lay everything out. Everything is set. She looks at me. <laughs> Sprints to the water. I love her. Sprints to the water. Get in the water. We look at each other. And when a perfect wave hits, we go underwater and call it Dunka. Dunka. Ooh, Kristen. No. We're carrying her in. No, you're not. Red flag. Doesn't like animals. <laughs> oh, that's huge. Huge red flag. Another red flag of mine is on the first date, doesn't at least offer to split pay oh, or something good, like that. That's a good perspective. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Do you guys split 50 50 do you just like one pay for one dinner one so pay for the our next? biggest thing right now since we live together is whoever buys groceries the other person pays for when we go out to eat hmm. that week vice versa if she buys groceries i pay for all of our outing and then yeah so Love that's that. how we split it it's a good and is that a dynamic that you guys communicated or was yeah that, just that was like, that okay. yeah that was a big dynamic of because we've noticed that we're like since i cook a lot I was buying all the groceries or I would, before I got my job, I would go groceries during the week and this is not, and then I'll be like, oh, I'm spending money on the weekends too because we're going out. So that was something we brought up together. And um, yeah, but you like set that dynamic. Yeah, 100%. I feel like that's the thing with uh, all, like everything we're talking about today, communication. Yeah. Yeah. Setting the, like actually sitting down and having the conversation and setting the boundary about like what you, what, the dynamic that you want in your relationship could really like solve a lot of issues. 100%, especially tone. Tone oh. is huge. So to expand on that is, is go get the groceries to go get the groceries or yeah. go get the groceries or whether you're doing something or want to do something or a plan has changed. If you don't communicate, communicate that correctly mm-hmm. with the correct tone, it could be perceived as something totally else. It starts an argument. It yep. brings back old things. It puts you into like defense yeah. mode or like not it is. tone through text no. so much, but tone verbally. Yeah. 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 Um, this is one of the first questions I thought of. How do men, and again, I'm sure everybody's different, but like how do men feel about body hair on women? I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Till it gets to a point. Yeah. Like if, your armpit hair or leg hair, whatever grows out. I think as long as it's not like you don't have bad hygiene from it, I don't see what's right. wrong with it yeah. right. at respect, the end of the day. Respect. You know, but if it's like your armpits are stinky and hecka hairy, I might be like, oh, you got to shave that. Right. I get you. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, women making more money than men? 
That's okay. Like in your relationship. That's okay. Right okay. now I can personally say my girlfriend makes more money than me. Yeah. I made the transition down here because we took a chance. We wanted to live together and you know, I moved for love and our relationship was more important to the time for me than my career yeah. and everything like that. So when I took a new job, it was a huge pay cut, but our relationship hasn't, you know, been better. Right. Do you, how do you, like, what do you think other men feel on that same subject? Oh, other though? men are super insecure about it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%, especially where we live now right. in other big cities. Yeah. They're like, I have to make more money than every woman that I know. That's I have to make crazy. more money than that. Yeah. I think, I think it's a big thing to where it's also a confidence thing. If it's, it's a, that person like who d- doesn't feel good about making less money than women, they don't have confidence. It's a self-esteem issue at the end of the day. You know, we're all here to make money and make bank, but make bank, make bank. I'm here for love. I'm here, right now. I'm here for love. <laughs> for love, guys. Money can come later. Fuck. <laughs> what do you pick up about a girl mm-hmm. when you meet her friends? What's something you can tell right away based off her type of friends? Split personality. Whoa! <laughs> right off the bat, right off the bat, you can probably tell, even if it's very slight. The way that she acts with you is going to be totally different the way that she acts with her friends. And where does that line draw of like just natural differences of friend versus romantic energy Mm -hmm. versus like, who the fuck is this person? I think it comes to the point of like how they act in a sense of if they go out and they're way crazier than they're with you or if, you know, the attention isn't there, like their their attention is completely off of you but they expect the utmost attention when you guys are together. Mm -hmm. Um, The tone, the verbiage, the way they just kind of move in general is all signs of it. And I think that when that communication comes, like you tell them you're kind of acting this way, if they get mad by it, that's that's the red flag. But if they go, I've just kind of never noticed it because these are my friends long-term, I kind of just met you. Oh, all right, then I just wanted to let you know. Yeah, boom. For sure. Do you believe men fall harder than women? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Harder. Do you think they fall in love sooner? Like, I think they fall in love. I think they fall in love a little bit sooner um, than women just because of, I guess. When they're ready, when the light's on. (laughs) When the light's on, I think men will say, I love you first before. Yeah. And that just goes from the stem of, I don't know, they want the attachment, they want to be the first ones to do it. I don't know, maybe beat the rate. I don't know. In my experience, every man has said, I love you first. Yeah. So I guess that tracks. What about you? I said it. Yeah. Every relationship I've been in, he said it first. Yeah. Nerd. Wow. Okay, we're going to take two more questions from the public. Uh, this one says, how do you guys feel about anxious girlies? Hi, mommies. <laughs> hey. Mommy. But it's M-O-M-M-Y-S. Oh. Mommy. Mommy. First, I want to say that I've been listening since the first episode and I've been watching Kristen True for fan. years now. True fan. I love you guys and your podcast makes me feel so much better about myself and life. I'm a full-time college student and work full-time so life can be a lot, but my favorite part of the day is going on a hot girl walk and listening to advice. Love that. Love that. Anyway, I want to know how a guy feels about a girl with anxiety. I just recently got a boyfriend and things are really good, but I find myself getting really anxious at times. I'm scared he's going to leave me because of past relationships and trauma. It's not that I don't trust him because I do. I just find myself having moments where I overthink. 
I need reassurance, but I don't want to come off as annoying or too much. As a guy, how do you feel the best way to handle a partner's anxiety? That's all. Love you guys. Tell the podcast. Grania says Grania. hi. Bonus points if you pronounce my name right. I'm Irish. Grania. Yeah, this is a great question. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I feel like, at least in even in my relationship, mm-hmm. I've been having some of the worst anxiety I've ever had in my life recently. Yeah. And it's it has created a dynamic change between Tanner and I. And before, like when it was first happening, I was scared that like, oh my God, am I changing? And now like I'm a different version that he didn't fall in love with it in the first place. Right. It, it, it's just, girls think about this. So how do you feel about an anxious girly? Well, first off, I would like to say shout out to you because I worked through college and it is not easy at all. So go you. Go you. As far as the anxious part in my relationship of being in seven years, there was a lot of times where Sophie was very anxious about certain things and going out. And I, ideally, you just have to help your partner understand what you're anxious about. If you tell your partner, I'm anxious, well, then he doesn't really know how to help, where to help, where to take you, where not to take you. So as long as you're verbal about being anxious about certain things, I don't think men should ever shy away from somebody who's anxious just because of past trauma or past events. You just have to be very informative on how to help you through that. Right. And has that like helped you pick up on clues of how to kind of navigate when Sophie's having like yep. those anxious moments? hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, to where certain things, if I know that she's kind of very quiet in a corner or something like that, I know that she may be having a rough day, anxious about something in the future that she's trying to plan to think about. So then I go up to her and just ask her if she doesn't want to talk about it. That's fine. We sit next to each other. It could just be that comfort blanket that she needed. Same as, you know, little cues of when we go out, if she seems a little anxious, that could mean she's ready to leave. And that's mm-hmm. all just from base experience yeah. at the end of the day. But she communicated that all first to where as long, again, as long as you communicate to the guys that you're seeing that you want to date, what's going on, I don't feel like any guy should shy away and just understand how to help that person. Right. One more? One more. Make it, see if we have a juicy one. Okay, this is going to be our last question here with Deb today. The topic is, or the subject is, question for the man, prefrontal cortex? Hi, ladies. Firstly, thank you for this podcast. As a woman in her early 20s, you make growing up seem less daunting. So Aww. thank you. Oh, that's like the best compliment we could it's get. It's daunting. <laughs> <laughs> it's stressful. Don't worry. It will always be daunting. For the man, assuming you're around the age of 25 plus, I'm yeah. always curious to know if you ever had moments where you felt your prefrontal cortex developing slash becoming fully developed, whether it be emotionally, intellectually, physically, etc. Do you look back on times and feel guilty about immature actions? I've heard other women talk about experiencing these changes slash feelings, and I've definitely been noticing them too. I always wondered if some men reflect in the same way or if they're too oblivious doing man things. I'd also love to hear about the girlies take on this, of course. Warm regards, Mar. Thanks, Mar. Um, Yeah, I'm definitely regret and feel guilty about some immature stuff. I think I think the prefrontal cortex will put in that aspect. As you said, it is that it does need to grow maturity, emotionally, physically on how you move, how you act in public with your with your significant other, with your partner, gestures that you do, you know, the awareness that you're going to have and the understanding of whatever you guys are going through to be able to fix it. I think, you know, some 
guilty, um, some things that I am guilty about is going to be, you know, of course, lying. I think that's the mm. biggest immature thing that somebody of my age, I am 25, of my age can do. At the end of the day, I think you did a lot of lying in middle school, high school, to college, all these things to your friends, your family, partners, whatever you did just to seem a certain way. Ah. I think now as you get older, it should be less about your image. You should have your circle of friends. You should have your family that you know. You don't need to worry about who or, you know, thinks of you this way at the end of the day. So, you know, developing that kind of image for yourself. Right. And then being able to act any way around anybody. And then you're true to you. That's the biggest thing. And that's the biggest growth in guys that they have to understand that they don't need to be this image anymore to women, especially straight out of college. You know, a lot of times you don't need to be this cocky dude or follow in your friend's footsteps all the time. As long as you stay true to yourself, a lot of girls are going to like you. You're going to grow friends and things like that. So I think it takes a lot of time for guys to grow and women to grow. So when you like when you look back, you do see that awareness developing yes. over your like early 20s. Yes, yes. From, you know, college to now to living with, you know, my friends to moving in with Sophie, the awareness, the maturity has definitely changed. Right. 100%. And that's also from com her communicating certain things. I don't really like this about you. Oh, there's some things I didn't even notice that I did. Mm. But one big thing was this constant thing that I had to lie. Like I had to try to impress mm. her with mm. a lie instead of just communicating the truth of how that felt. Right. You know, so. I feel like I've definitely seen the growth being in a really like a being in a long term relationship in my early 20s compared to even just like dating men in my late 20s now you see the difference and you see the maturity level but i will say like there's also men out there who are 29 30 who are less mature than my boyfriend that i had when i was 20 question on that when you do look at that and when you do see that do you think it's the biggest influence from the friends or from other people around them it like depends where? on what it depends on like what I'm noticing. If it's mm -hmm. emotional maturity, I feel like that's very individual. It's whether or not he even values that and right. like values being emotionally mature and like nurturing that side of him. Um, but if it is something like the comparison bug, like that we talked about earlier, mm -hmm. if you are still wanting to go out in your early thirties and like, Oh, the boys are going out. The the boys are, you know, doing all these things with like right. having girls over and shit. And like, if that's what you value, that's something that like I've noticed feels less mature than the dynamic that I at least had in my early 20s. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I think that makes tons of sense. I think if your friends aren't changing, that person that you're with can't trust you to change. Right. I think the, that topic's interesting because regardless, you're around that age, you're developing that frontal cortex, but a lot of people choose to ignore it. Yeah. And in my experience, I remember around that age, noticing that old ways of thinking just weren't applying to my new brain. Mm -hmm. And that's really where I noticed things are literally developing. And I think a lot of people, regardless of gender at this point, get scared of that change. And, and it's, it is a moment around that age. And I think, everybody in this room can test to is mm -hmm. like you, you do kind of have to relearn your way of thinking. And yeah. that could be really intimidating if you're somebody who's afraid of change or you don't have the like resources or the people to lean on and like 100%. actually start to relearn your yourself. It could be scary because sometimes in those moments it feels like you have to like start over and that's just scary 
in all aspects. The brain by nature hates change. So to have to go through this developmental change that you cannot stop, but like you also have to like, you have to make it work in your your day to day and your relationships and your friendships and your relationship with yourself. Like it could be very intimidating. So with that being said, there's nothing wrong with, you know, regretting or, being embarrassed by old past versions of yourself. I think that if anything, that just shows you've grown the fact that you don't, your values aren't in line with those silly things you did growing up shows that you've grown from it. Yeah. hundred percent. I don't, I think it's okay to understand that you're changing certain things about you, but you're not changing your entire self. You're always going to have your true personalities, you know, within you, but there might be a routine or something about you that you feel like you need to mature or change a little bit on the way that you think about something. And that's okay. You know, no, but just because you're changing a certain way doesn't mean that you're going to lose anybody in your corner. It's okay to change. And if you do, like you're weeding out the people that are just not aligned with you anymore. Weeding out the weak. Exactly. (laughs) Was that, was, 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 no, weed them out. Oh my God! Yes, it's from the movie. Oh, see, that's Uh, why. Oh, Oh, you're a true fan. Whoa! (laughs) I was at the premiere. I was at the premiere of SpongeBob. I'm gonna be Patrick with a fishnet for Halloween. Did you guys see Ariana Grande's allegedly dating the guy who played SpongeBob on Broadway? Yeah. No. Anyway, (laughs) she's everyone's giving giving. She have blonde eyebrows now. She's like fully blonde because of Wicked. Oh, she did Wicked. Well, they're they're in the middle of filming it, but it's paused because of the uh, the strike. You excited about the movies coming up? Barbie, we're seeing Barbie on oh, Monday. Yeah. I'm seeing open open tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. We're seeing Barbie open have her tomorrow. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, that was gonna wait. be good. I need to get something pink. I don't think I own anything pink. Should we go to Target? Just go, just go, just go. Um, get some white tees. Bedazzle Barbie. Ooh, you know I have pink writ dye. Ooh. Yeah. Done. Okay. Just yeah. get like a Barbie stencil, and then dye the whole shirt. Love that. You're so creative. I try to be. <laughs> this was great. This was I'm, amazing. I'm glad we saved our first male episode for you, Dev. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Good. I love listening to you guys and love being a part you know, of all this. So this was that. great. This was when great. we told him that we wanted him on the podcast, he texted us immediately after he was like, so I've been listening to every episode. <laughs> um, I have some notes written down. I can't wait. I'm so excited. So this was my routine. They called me. I think it was Thursday. Yeah. Something Thursday. Like that. That night, I was like, cool, let me write down some notes. Let me do this, this, and that. The next morning, 5 a.m., I wake up my routine. I probably listened to maybe six episodes that day. <laughs> and just, just You probably hated hearing our voice by the end of this. Well, more or less, I wanted to watch. Really, my <laughs> biggest thing was like I was watching them. Okay. Then more than listening because I wanted to see the dynamic. Even okay. though I know who you guys are and like you know your right. person, I was like, all right, I want to come on this podcast and like sit on this famous couch <laughs> and fit in. Now, okay, now knowing us, give some insight to the listeners. Now knowing us and have watched six episodes back to back in one of your mornings and roast us. Are we, are we different? Are we like, what, how are we versus in real life compared to- You guys say a lot, you guys are a lot funnier on the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I don't know if that's because it's like, okay, so when we go out- Energy's there, funny jokes, but yeah. they're probably like an hour, two hours in. You guys are like, oh, we're little, ready to go home. Ready to go home, a little boring. Yeah. So it's like that energy on the podcast, it's we, up. Right. Boring. It's up. <laughs> it's, it's because we're on our couch. So we're already home. <laughs> yeah. So our energy's conserved. Yeah. We're ready to be here. So that's definitely one thing for sure. That's so funny. But that. you're not wrong. No, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. That's not wrong. Um, before 
before we hang up the phone. Um, do you do you have any questions that you want female perspective on? Yeah. You could totally say no, but I just figured we've been well, asking yeah, you a lot, so I feel bad. I think I did. Hold on, we're finishing up, but yes, I have all three towels. Okay, love you, bye. Leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a good one. Actually, this has kind of been on my mind a little bit because Sophie has been, and mind you, there's nothing wrong with this. I actually am a little bit more feminine than masculine as it is. Mm. But what's your guys' perspective on straight guys wanting to dress gayer compared to gay guys wanting to dress straighter? Have you guys noticed that in New York? Oh, I don't give a damn. I, yeah. I've i always looked at clothing as just like literal pieces of cloth on your body. Like I personally do not care how anybody dresses. Yeah. Of course, I enjoy fashion, but like I would never put that on someone else. Like I would never like put that standard. So how, so else. what's the first thing you look at? On I've never like outfit. looked at someone's fashion and attributed it attributed it to their sexuality. Right. Like I only look at their like what they wear and I jump to conclusions as far as like their personality. Yeah, like, okay. like your style and I mean you're we say this all the time about fashion and style. It is like a replica and a visual of who you are and yeah. like if men, I personally really like when men use fashion to show off their personality. So like, that's something that I clock. Right. No, I think that's good. I think I've always wondered kind of what's the girl's perspective. Cause like I have Sophie's perspective, right? right? And she's, you know, your shoes gotta look good. I think that's one of her shoes and jewelry are big for her. I like and jewelry. obviously hygiene, but those three things. So I was just gonna say yeah. above all, like, regardless of what you wear, as long as it's clean, that's really all I care is like, as long as you're hygienic, you can wear the same shirt every fucking day. But if you're washing it every night, like whatever, like <laughs> I really don't, I don't have, uh, like, Kristen has armpit stains on her white tees. <laughs> no, I do, I do. As long as you don't have armpit stains, you can wear the shirt every day, guys. I, I found that I'm definitely like, I'm more particular with what my guy wears and their fashion sense because i'll i'll like fully judge it uh like if something's not matching or if you're wearing like a weird length socks with shoes i'll be like get it together figure it out <laughs> what's your what's, your, like, what's your take on white shoes black socks white shoes oh no yeah. shot <laughs> to me that just feels like like the weight is distributed where like heavy ankles light shoes like that feels like you're gonna gonna walk properly yeah. um that it just depends where we're going like day to day i don't care but like if homie walks out in some bunk ass outfit before our like anniversary dinner i'm gonna be like yo like would you make would you make tanner change yeah if yeah. it if it was something like that you need to look good yeah. to go to like that's different but as far as like back to the expression right whatever nice if i, I like know that. you i know you yeah i like that because i'm uh, i'm really big into crop shirts right now I love oh, prop shirts on oh, men, though. Crop shirts I do are love great. prop shirts. Crop shirts I've been trying great. to get Tanner to do it, and he won't fucking do it. He should. With his body? Right? It would yeah. look Tummy so tats. good. Tummy tats? Uh, yes. Yeah. 100%. Uh, uh, it's like here. So it wouldn't oh, show. Crop, crop. Yeah, he would have to wear like Tube top. a bandeau. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. well, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much. No problem. You Thank you for having me. We really have like not had a lot of guests and you, yeah. you really yeah. flowed and this was great. So thank this was you. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for you having me for guys. This. Um, do you want to shout out your socials? Any, any um, projects you have coming up? Um, yeah. Shout out, uh, follow me on Instagram, Devin Scott dot P. Um, Spell Devin. 
D-E-V-I-N. Yes. Scott, S-C-O-T-T dot P on Instagram. P. And then you can kind of see out of um, getting back into sewing. Yes. Um, those totes. Totes. The, the bag. Yes, I do have yeah. a vegan leather purse that it's I've uh, so curated. Nice, so big into, you know, uh, developing a lot of my Super 16 films. So if you guys want to check out that. Um, yeah, that's that's it. That. Yeehaw. Well, happy Monday, you guys. Uh, for Friday's episode, we could keep it going and then maybe text him for answers. Yeah. Like if send send in more questions and we can maybe like share them a little early yeah. with Dev or even like get more male perspectives and like yeah, ask like around our group. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Send in anything. Yeah. <laughs> My wrist. Yeah, the, this. This is. Yeah, I've been. I've been. Hands. This is clutch. I've just yeah. been holding it. Like, oh. We got grip. <laughs> Gorilla grip. All right, guys. <laughs> if you are listening on Spotify or Apple Music, rate us five stars. It helps us out a ton. And leave a review and let us know what you really think of us. I just thought of an idea. What if we started the Yelp page? Oh, that would be cool. You know what? You know what a good episode nope. would be if we read our reviews on Apple Music. Oh. oh. <laughs> We should do it because I know there's Except some bad like, ones. Yeah, 100%. We should. Yeah. Coming soon. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe and turn on your notifications so you know when we drop episodes, which is Mondays. And leave a comment because we love reading comments. Okay, guys. We're going to go to the beach and get our tan on. We love you so much. And we'll talk to you on Friday. Bye. Bye.